0: another episode of We're Not Wizards, my name's Richard I'll be your host for season 6 Season 6, it's the wow. season of the 6 I know, it's incredible isn't it um, Today I've brought them back um, from outer space They just <laughs> came with that special magical look upon their face I know I should have changed the lock, I should have thrown away the key but if I'd known for just one second, they'd be back to bez with me. I just slipped in when you looking. <laughs> it is Thursday. Um, joining me once again, after a long absence, I've got the rather wonderful, rather fantastic Bez. Hello.
1: Oh, thank you very much. It's lovely to That's all right. be on. And yeah, I think I was really wanting to have you on my show to chat about... You know, you made some really good points when Antoinette was there about relationships between reviewers and publishers, and it's a tricky one, isn't it? Because... Yeah, I've, no,
0: no, absolutely. Absolutely.
1: The whole... It, it, so much stuff is messed up. I mean, we could talk about how really we want universal basic income, how that would solve so many things, and, you know, we could talk about... How, anyway, let's not talk about governmental issues.
0: And people could... People could... People could do hobbies without feeling they need to hustle for hobbies, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That they feel once they get to a certain area, they need to like monetize everything. And I think you know it's really quite—it's quite a terrible side of this entire kind of um, creation side of things, whether it's like content or whether you're doing other things as well. And that there is always this push to say, "Well, when are you gonna? When are you gonna start monetizing it? When are you gonna start to get merch?" And you move from somebody who's creating stuff. For the purely for enjoyment to feel like you're creating stuff in order to justify people kind of giving you money like you can do creating. i mean it can yeah. go that
1: way and at the same time um i don't know like so i was talking to matt fantastic and i was getting yeah. a wee bit of mentorship from them and they were talking about Mm -hmm. yeah you can do different projects for different reasons so like one game that you do could be okay this particular game this is for money reasons this particular game is for um just this is an outlandish idea and i just want to have the most ridiculous name on a box ever and i want to have like two thousand word title and it's a point of pride or sometimes it's like okay my wee whimsical creatures that's not a super out there outlandish idea it's just a fun party yeah. game but then I realised that I don't want to have that hassle of you know having to make a thousand copies uh, and I've decided I'm going to do what I'm calling busy budget bags where it's literally just print on demand a bunch of cards literally just in a bag you don't even get a box but you know I basically get it out as cheap as I can because I just want to get it out do you know what I mean yeah because you're
0: you for people because there'll be people will be listening here and they're going, Well, these two people are speaking like they've just you know, they've just bumped into each other at the local kind of park oh, and yeah, they're people, just sitting down people, and I having, having no a chat. And some I people am. will not any idea. So, um, Bez is the creator of a couple of games, is possibly the most successful um games designer I know in terms of breaking. What you would say, breaking into the main mainstream, um, and let me substantiate. When you
1: say that, that you know, you mean that you know personally. Yes, I
0: okay. would say that. I would say that you are you are a kind of the standard, which I think a lot of a lot of um, designers kind of would aim to get to to the point Look, where uh, you know, yeah. You so know, where the where the where their game is actually sitting in the in the in the on the shelves of a of. Um, of of a of a shop or a store and it's not necessarily kind of like a kind of like a specialised store because before before we actually started chatting and and, and even when we were organising the call, I made Bez aware that the game that they designed, which was um, originally in a bind and is now called Yogi, and um, which has been translated into more languages like than words that I can speak twenty <laughs> something like that. I was in a local, um, I was in the local shop. The branch of WH Smith And it was sitting there on the shelf Next to kind of Exploding Kittens And Unstable Unicorns And um, Obama Llama So it was right on there with that kind of Trilogy of these kind of (laughs) Smallish kind of box games Which are seen as kind of like Almost casual, kind of very fun, very easy to kind of pick up with And that's why I kind of Use that moniker with yourself Is that you are one of the more Successful in terms of Cracking into the mainstream and having your product kind of being commercially available, not just online or through a series of kind of like specialist shops or something like that. I mean, that's that. Yeah, that, I can sort kind of, of see thing.
1: what you're saying. Like, in terms of, yes, like, you know, Dave Turksey has been massively successful, you know, in terms of finances, yes. in terms of doing a ton of stuff, but it's very yes. much Dave Turksey is a hobbyist designer.
0: But, yes. Exactly you mean see I am see... immensely
1: I am immensely grateful let me just um... So for those who don't know, in a bind slash yogi, it's got cards that say things like one finger touching nose, one finger touching ear, two hands touching, this card on top of head, hand on a knee, this card on your shoulder, and you've got to do all of these things at once. So at each turn, you draw a card, you do what it says, everyone else does the same, and then while still following all previous instructions, draw another card to what it says. And that's it, that's the entire rule, so if you stop what you are doing, then... If you break um, instruction, you're out. That's it. I can teach this game in 30 seconds. I just did, I think. I don't know how long that was. I would have to go back and give myself... Well,
0: we can go back and we can can mark it. I can call it the title of the show. It doesn't really matter.
1: But um, the point is that, yes, it is a simple game. And I am very privileged that... Okay, look, I don't want to sell myself short. When I was trying to think of that game, I was trying to think, okay... What is a game that I could take to Kickstarter? What's a game that um, is just a deck of cards? Because that's going to be easier to sell, to produce. It's going to be a bit cheaper in terms of a goal. And I made some decisions like, okay, yes, I am going to try and make it as popular as I can. I was kind of setting myself up for success. But at the same time, you know, my subsequent things, Kitty Cataclysm... The L deck, formerly known as Wibble++, those are, Mm -hmm. the L deck, honestly, that's something that I'm more proud of, like, the community that's there, and this plethora of games that you can play with one deck of cards, but, and the thing I'm really proud of is the diversity and the fact that with the L deck, they're all good games, but it's harder to sell, that's basically what I'm saying. And the truth of the matter is, and I'm not saying this to beat myself down or anything, I will maybe never make a game that's as easy to sell as Yogi, formerly known as In the Bind, ever again. That's just the facts of the matter. I'm not looking for people to say, oh, no use. Look, I'm comfortable with that. What I would like to do mm-hmm. going forward is to make some things that will sell like 10% of it. And, you know, if I make like five things that sell 10% of it, then... Boom, now I'm kind of starting to get myself a bit more of a decent income. But that, going back to what we said when I think we were recording, talking about UBI, like that's basically what Yogi's done for me. It's not made me rich. I can't afford to go like having, um, I couldn't afford to go to like a restaurant all the time or anything like that, but I can afford to pay my rent. And I can afford to yeah. eat food as long as I'm a wee bit careful with my budget. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. And no, 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 no. It, but it does give you that kind of base platform, exactly,
1: and that's from which thing. everything
0: else can extend like, off. Of. It's
1: kind of like I'm, I'm bleeping privileged because, and I'm trying to make this a family friendly show, but I am bleeping privileged. That's now I've got yeah. um, this game that sold um, hundreds of thousands of copies, and yeah, it's hopefully going to keep selling and maybe even grow i don't know maybe it'll die off i don't know the future but for now it feels like i've got that safety net i don't have to scramble i don't have to stress about everything and that's the safety net that i just wish was there for everyone because what have i done over the past year it doesn't yes i've had off days yes i've had lots of days where i've just not been able to do much but you know i've kind of still been trying to be productive with games before the lockdown and then since the lockdown it's like, well yeah, playtesting isn't going to happen. I better start um let's start up with Sally and that's how it's all started. Sally Jones, who you know?
0: Oh yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Yeah, so like the Crafting Jones, we were on the phone like just after AirCon and we were both a bit down about everything locking up. Like that this was the last ever convention in the UK before lockdown and we were giving each other elbow bumps, we weren't shaking hands, it was very different. It will yeah, possibly yeah. be yeah. and I am very curious to see what UK Games Expo or any conventions that happened this year are going to be like, but
0: Okay, let's okay, just just, just to cut across you there. Because no, because I got I got I got the email from the UK Games Expo mm-hmm. today. Yeah. Like probably everybody did. What uh, what was your gut reaction? I mean, as somebody who's potentially might, uh, I'm guessing would be a, a potential exhibitor there, if definitely not somebody who would be would be going. What was your gut reaction on that? When there was because the thing Oof. was quite laid out, and it was talking about it was quite it was going to be safe, and they're taking all the precautions. My gut in. reaction was kind f-
1: of like, wow. Um, I look. Richard had reached out to me and all the other exhibitors, I believe, to say, hey, yeah. We are delaying it once more, we might have it in the summer, we might not, we're not sure yet, we're waiting on all this information. We just want an early taste of, would you be exhibiting at our show if we run? And I thought about it, and I decided, you know what, right now, I sold out of Kitty Cataclysm and DL Deck last year physically just because of the way that things have turned out i didn't feel a strong need to reprint it and to go ahead with that and right now printers are booked up i'm probably not going to have much to sell if anything yeah i can play test stuff yeah it will be really fun for me to go but it's got to be my whimsy budget i don't know if i've talked about that before i've got to whimsy budget like Last year, oh no, two years ago, night, 2019, it was the cat's wall. Yeah. You know, that cost yeah. me a good chunk of money to have this wall erected. And then last year it was yeah, this yeah, yeah, um, yeah. balloon machines that no one ever got to see because everything shut down. And I still want to bring that yeah. balloon machine out, but, This year it's got to be, okay, what's good for also my personal sanity? Because you've got to have a whimsy budget if you're running your own business, to some degree, because if not, why not? Why are you doing it if you don't allow yourself some frivolous expenses? And I'm thinking I want to go to UK Games Expo. I am gagging at a bit to I am desperate is a strong word, but pretty much I am desperate for things to return, and I would definitely benefit from being around people even if it's two meters distancing even if it's okay we can only play the games where you don't touch the same components honestly 2020 i was talking with jason about okay if i go will we be will we have enough games that we can demonstrate that don't people don't even have to touch the same things would that be possible and i thought yes you know we could we could play wibble and then have like a croupier kind of Passing the cards to people, but they don't touch their own cards. Obviously, Yogi's right out. I mean, yeah, that would be ridiculous. But you could play Giftable or phrasal with the deck, And there's a couple of things. It would definitely be a different vibe, but I really want to go. I have said to Richard, I will go, but I'll have a much smaller stand because, yeah... And it might just be me, but I'll make it work out somehow. And when I saw that, I was like, okay, I guess I've got to work it out somehow. So yeah, that's yeah. pretty much what And, and went just for,
0: for everybody who's listening, um, <clears throat> Bez is talking about Richard Denning, who runs the. UK Games Expo. It's not talking about me. I don't run. Oh
1: yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> the UK um, Games Expo. In case there's some kind, in case there's some kind of
0: confusion, and it's just like, well, why are you surprised about running your own expo when well, you obviously <laughs> sent out the emails? So why are you surprised about receiving an email about running about an expo that you did? And I don't run it. But <laughs> I kind of went. My instant reaction to it was July. I don't know if that's a bit too soon. Now, I know, like I've had. I don't know how many vaccinations you've had if you've had any at all yourself. Yes. See, I've had my first one, and I'll be due my um, I'll be due my second one literally in the first week in June. I think the first or second week in June. That's when I'll be. That's when I'm expecting to get to get my second vaccination, so and you'll even with me be being fully. Right. Va- <clears throat> yeah, I'm not. I don't know. I just, my thing was, how my thought was, right, the, the demographic of most people that is there, I'm guessing that the nat- the natural demographic of most people there are going to be under the age of 40. Is everybody that's going to be in that demographic going to have had both vaccinations by then? My guessing is it's potentially not going to happen. But I guess it's up to the individuals. I completely understand the need to be getting back out there and speaking to people and being just around people. It was my wife's um birthday. Just the weekend there, and we had um, members of the family. You know, um, Mm. not a huge crowd. There was only about four, four adults there, Um, and then there was ourselves. Um, And it was strange to be in that social situation with actually being around people outside, Mm. and also being around people and not being kind of in a masked up situation. So you were actually communicating, and I realised I've lost totally lost my normal my my <laughs> terrible social skills as it was I've kind of completely lost them so I guess I'm ve- I would be very excited about going back and actually obviously there's the option of kind of like the general excitement about seeing people again that I for a lot of people I haven't seen them in a couple of years now because I didn't go to aircon it was a last minute decision and I said look I can't go to aircon because that was when everything was just about to be mm-hmm kinda of locked down as you said, so I'm kind of intrigued. I think I think if it goes ahead and it sounds like they're really, really jacking it up to make it as a safe event as possible, that is fantastic. Um for me it's maybe a little bit early, but that's just because I'm a I'm a bit of a of a scaredy cat. Well, um, when it comes to these yeah, I mean, that, yeah, sorry, that I sounds guess. like I'm
1: trivialising S- the thing because, okay, so for those snickers, who don't know it's Tony you know. Hyams and Richard Enning who run the show and Tony yes. Hyams in one of the interviews said look, at the end of the day, if we get it wrong, people die and people dying is not worth people playing games and, you yes. know, the fact that Tony Hyams mentioned that it made me happy because they understand the gravity of the situation
0: and oh, yeah, totally. I, I don't, think, I don't to think I'm you know, trivialising it. an
1: ex-GP. It. Richard was actually drafted back in, I believe, to do a wee bit of helping out with a couple of things. But... Right. I, don't quote me on that. But anyway, the point is that Richard's a medical person. Richard knows the score. And Tony clearly mm. understands the gravity of the situation. And so... Oh, yeah, absolutely. Are they going to run... I decided, okay, I'm going to... I know this might sound like blind faith or whatever, but I am going to put some degree of faith into Richard Antony. That's what it came down to to me.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm not being funny, but going back to kind of like there will be people out there just now who potentially might even be listening to this show who literally have not really seen another soul except for going to the shops for a year, yeah? Mm -hmm. And I know of some people who have been stuck in the situation where they don't have flatmates, they don't have roommates, they don't have partners or anyone that they're staying with. They have literally been stuck in a room by themselves waiting for this thing to blow over. And I completely understand if at the first sniff of them actually having a shred of normality around them they would grasp it with both hands and i think you know for uk games expo that would be it sounds like they really are i mean it's not i mean i remember the the difference in here and obviously the states
1: i mean it might not be the first convention though because i've seen very small things happening and I think it was today or yes I think it was yesterday, I saw on Instagram someone actually advertising a thing in Camden, London. And yeah. it was I think for next month and it was saying, okay, we'll have 75 people and I, was- and I replied saying, Okay, this sounds interesting, but can it actually go ahead? And he said, Well, if the government plans go ahead and depending on the regulations and yeah. I wonder how much of this is the whole, well, we couldn't have groups in our house but because you're paying money because the government wants to encourage capitalism and spending money, you can go out and have 75 people together and how much of that is the government making a calculated risk, if you know what I mean. And-
0: I think if we want, if we don't want this podcast to turn into me ranting and raving for the next... Um, for the next 40 odd minutes then let's not go into the government thing i think but no i totally see i think i think there will be a need to kind of open back up and i'm just thinking well i've been i've been kind of lucky because um i've been lucky because i do have family i do have you know i've got family i can see you know i've been able to kind of i've got my house is like is 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 in a situation where it's like me spending large amounts of time in there is not a terrible situation to be in if you know what I mean yeah yeah um,
1: and I but what I think the important thing let's <coughs> set aside the politics the important thing here mm. is that there is kind of a smaller scale thing which is essentially testing it out. I think they are hiring yeah. out um some big rooms in some hotel like travel. I don't know the name of the hotel. There's, you know, one of those chain hotel type things. Do you know what I mean?
0: No, yeah. yeah um, you yeah, know yeah, the ones. Yeah, yeah.
1: like. But that's kind of testing the grounds. And we will have opportunity to test the grounds. And I think that it's like, okay, do you feel safe here? Do you feel safe there? How does this go? How does... um? And there are more events that are coming up. I saw um, all sorts of events that are for now and between, yeah, the middle of august and it's like things are opening up and everyone needs to decide for themselves where they think is safe you know for sure uk games expo the things that they ask of you to make to administer a test yourself they're talking about a reduced capacity i'm actually surprised that the um ticket prices are the same but i guess that kind of makes sense but yeah, I don't know if they're well, yeah. to well, find Well,
0: they're not it? even they're not even having well, they're not even having press. I mean, they're saying that, you know, because of we can't just let everybody in as it was before and therefore, um, you know, anybody that's coming along under the kind of the media guys will have to pay for tickets because they used to be handing out kind of free tickets. Mm. Which just goes to show what a big bunch of freeloaders the games media are if, if, if by like, getting them to pay for tickets, it's actually having a serious effect on profitability. No, I'm only joking, it's just you know, it's just, you know, you know I love you all. Um, but anyway, so, but I mean, that comes back of everybody kind of coming out of lockdown. When, um, when we, when everybody first kind of went into lockdown, a couple of things happened. I, um, my Kind of output in terms of Kind of podcasting and Interviewing people kind of Slowed down I took a break I took a little bit of time to step away And and, and kind of check out the colour of my shoes And how dirty they were (laughs) However You decided In You know you decided to kind of Take up the mantle (laughs) um, Almost in terms of, because it was always the joke about, well, how many shows are you doing? Blah blah blah. You're releasing kind of like one every ten minutes. <laughs> Very funny. But then you seem to have, um,
1: yeah, I've done them.
0: You seem to have kind of jumped into that, but cause at the because I remember at the beginning there was all of a sudden everybody decided to jump on Twitch, and then after about three months, a lot of people jumped off Twitch because nothing wasn't. Because people were like, kind of, oh yeah, I'm a member of 27 Discord groups now, and I've now got a drop out of 24 of them because I can't keep an eye on it. But alongside, you started to do this kind of daily positivity, where you were having kind of live interviews with people. Um, you were streaming either on YouTube or you started streaming on Twitch itself. Um, yeah, and you I- were kind of having people along, kind of from the in from the industry. So what? I mean. From my point of view, obviously, I was in a jealous rage when I saw you doing it because oh, that's it all looked not very, true. very good fun. Or is it? It's not fun. That's not. No, it's not. Well, slightly. Tr- no, it's a little bit. Tr- no, it's not. It is. Definitely.
1: Yeah. But I know like you don't want to admit well, it, but I've got this bit of envy in me. I mean, you know, when you see someone else having fun and you're like, oh, why can't I be part of it? We don't want to admit yes. it, but it is just human nature, isn't it?
0: Of course it is, yeah, it is. But what made you decide to say, well, okay, I'm gonna, du- I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, dust down my camera.
1: Look, my my laptop has a built-in microphone and a camera, so I already had that basically there. And it was on Monday, Monday evening after aircon, and then I was chatting to Sally Jones, and you know, before you interrupted me, I was saying that Sally Jones, hey we had both been harassed by some person on the internet that was being a bit of a um, obnoxious person. And he Mm -hmm. said, yeah, that's and then we got chatting about other things, and I said, Oh, I don't know what's going on with this whole lockdown. Do you think things are going to stop? And Sally said, Well, you know, I think dancing's definitely going to have to stop. And I said, Yeah, I think it is. I can't see us, you know, going out swing dancing. And we both really enjoy swing dancing, right? Sally and I, not together, yeah. sadly, but because we live quite far apart. But yeah. I used to go out swing dancing every Tuesday evening a year and a bit ago. Now, Sally, that week, I think there was some plans that Sally had on Tuesday that also had to get cancelled, and I was like, hey, Sally, what if tomorrow, because it was Monday at the time, and I was like, hey, what if tomorrow I make up a game that we can play together, and you won't need to print anything out, you'll just need pencil and paper, maybe something involving the L deck, and then you'll make words, but would you like to come and play with me? We can have a bit of a chat, we can play this game, and then that's what's happened. I researched, okay, how can I make this work? And then f- yeah. I had a wee look, the first program that I found StreamRD, it works really well, and if someone actually wants to use it, let me know, because I can give you a referral link where we both get wee bits of money back. But um, no, it just made it really easy, and I was streaming on Facebook, and I Think I might have been like Facebook and YouTube at the same time, and then Mark yeah, Cook yeah. was there and Mark Cook was playing along, and it was so much fun. And then my friend from Essex, James Kay, who sometimes visits me and it, you know, physically beforehand, joins in. And I was like, "Hey, this was really fun. Do you want to do it on Thursday?" And then we did it on Thursday. And I was like, hey, even on Wednesday, I was like, "Oh my gosh." I'm not seeing anyone on Wednesday. This is a bit sad. What if we make this thing a three times a week thing? And so that's the way it started. Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday, um, we were playing games. Sometimes it was things I'd made up. Sometimes it was things that existed, like quits and wagers or um, say anything. Yeah, to be fair, I know they're both from the same company, but the North Star games do make good stuff. And I think there might have been one time where we did actually play Yogi, but everyone had their own deck of cards and you were... Yeah, yeah. But then that was fun. That's a thing that's carried on. Although the Thursday and the Sunday I've dropped because people have found other things to do. There was a point when I was just getting up really late. I used to love Friday daytime playtests. Friday used to be my favourite day of the week. True story. Like Sometimes I'm off on a convention, that's fun, but Friday, 10am, I'm in front of Royal Festival Hall, then I'm going in, then I meet all the lovely people like Kelly Dix and David Breen and all the other London designers, and then we play things and we chat and then we play more things and then we chat and we play more things and then we go home and by that time it's 4.30 in the afternoon and it's a proper solid day of making connections and playing each other's games and it feels fruitful. It feels, like, really productive. It feels important. And for a while, we tried to keep that going, basically on Discord or Zoom, trying to have a camera thing and seeing if it could work. But then I really don't like Tabletop Simulator or Tabletopia. And we were trying to avoid that. And then the restriction on what we could actually do, because it was basically just roll and write, didn't feel worthwhile enough so we dropped that eventually and i started getting up really late in the day i was a bit feeling a bit down not gonna lie i started um yeah maybe getting up in the afternoon every day i didn't have a reason that hey i have to get up in the morning for this yeah and i mentioned this to my american friend heather newton and heather is the organizer of protospiel.online and Heather had seen some person streaming literally every morning, and said, "Hey, Bez, this other person's been streaming every morning. Would <laughs> you yeah. consider doing something like that?" And I, was, oh, maybe, that seems like a good idea. <laughs> and so I kind of thought, "Okay, what well, time would be good for me?" And then I, I think I decided that ten seems like a reasonable time, and um, because it's early enough that I feel. You know, if I only get up for that, I've at least not gotten up too late. I've not wasted my entire day, if you know what I mean. But it's late enough that it wouldn't Mm -hmm. be too much of a struggle. Part of me was thinking, oh, I'll make it so I get up at eight or even seven every day. But that was ridiculous. I wouldn't have kept that up. Did
0: Did you find, because you ended up over the period of time, starting to really talk about certain topics... Um, And sometimes they were directed by the chat or sometimes it was like you came in with a kind of like a, with like a kind of set topic. Did you plan, did you do planning on it or did you, were you just kind of saying, well, let's see kind of what, let's see what happens in this
1: session today. In a sense, I think there, there's always been some planning to it. So at the start, I think... The first thing I did is I reached out to a friend on Facebook and I said, hey, do you want to join me for or this? This is a friend who lives in Thailand, so it would be 5 p.m. their time. And they were also looking mm-hmm. for something to do around 5 p.m. Thailand time. But as it mm-hmm. turned out, that first day, they weren't able to turn up. So it was like, hey, I'll be on my own. But that aside, um, I reached out on Facebook also just generally. I said, hey, I'm thinking of doing this daily thing. Do you have any questions for me? Anything about board games? Anything about me? because I want to make sure mm-hmm. I've got something to talk about during those first few shows. And I think like it was primarily just, Hey, I'm going to talk about whatever. If you've got questions, then ask me them. And this one person, yeah. Alan Alton was there from episode one and w- watched the majority of the first and ten, 10, something like that episodes before Alan Alton found other things to do which is totally fair you know sometimes people's lives or situations change or they realize hey i'm not yeah but if that one person had not been there i don't know if i would have continued beyond like maybe i would have done it a few days and then i'd be like oh there's literally no one paying any attention but because there was one person there i felt like i was obligated to um get up in the morning and that's what i wanted a reason to get up And that's what it became. It became, hey, I'm starting off doing this and then I'm talking for an hour. And then I think episode three or four, I reviewed the game that I, and it became interspersed. with. Sometimes I'm reviewing something for this show. Sometimes I'm just answering questions. And then I thought of, okay, let's think of different things to mix it up. Maybe on this day of the week, Mm -hmm. I'll do some brainstorming. And I tried to do some brainstorming to show how it works. And then I decided, okay, you know what? Wednesdays, one day a week, I will be self promotional. And I'll. But that all changed over the. Once I started getting people in. Because when Richard. Richard Denning. Sorry, not you, Richard Simpson. When the other Richard. Richard Denning. um, Was.
0: The better Richard. Hey,
1: don't go comparing (laughs) yourself. You are just as good as Richard Denning. Maybe not as good at Richard Denning as running conventions. But I will say that you are definitely the best Richard that I know out of um, doing podcasts.
0: <laughs> Thank you. But Anyway, I cut across you. What uh, you, saying? you Richard
1: him? Denning, um, I reached out to say, would you like to be up for coming on my show to talk about this virtual expo? Yeah. Because I'd like to talk about what's going on here. And Richard agreed. I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Um, let me make sure that I can actually have guests. And then I had Alan Paul on, who's Surprise Terror Games, best known for... Uh, March of Progress and Ming Voyages and the company surprised her games put out Snowdonia which some people might know. But anyway, I had Alan Paul on basically as a test subject, as a guinea pig. And then Alan was like, hey, that was quite fun. And I was like, would you be up for doing this like every fortnight? And Alan Paul's been like yeah. my regular guest now, literally every fortnight. Alan Paul has been yeah. on. And I got really into having people on, and I've had so many people who have I wouldn't have thought I would have had the chance to talk to in so much depth. Like now, I've spoken to yeah some of them I'd heard of, like Shem Phillips and Martin Wallace, and yeah. of course Richard Denning. Like I had chatted to him before, but not in a mm-hmm. hey yeah. let's just yeah. chat for two hours. But then also, you know, recently like the person that. One of the people who did Board Game Arena, and but also all these other people that I didn't really know, like you know people who are, yeah, I, I, sorry. Once i start talking about people, it's like how could I forget Paul Grogan and Daniel Danzer and all these other? I want to mention everyone,
0: <laughs> but then you know, like I've I've been, you know, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's like getting asked, like I get asked, like what's my favorite podcast guest that I've had, and I'm just like that. I love all my children equally. Oh, Stop asking me such a ridiculous, ridiculous question.
1: But there are um, certain shows when you think, okay, this went a wee bit better. And there are, like today with Maisie, like I had Maisie on, who's a Japanese to English hmm. translator, and then Maisie came on. And then, it. so it, for a while, it was just interviews, and that was it. I was literally interviewing a different person, maybe five new people every week which was too much that was too much stress to keep it up and then around the turn of the year I decided okay for the two weeks I'm not going to take a break as such I'm just going to go back to solo episodes and I was up in Glasgow I was doing some music I was playing the keyboard I was chatting on my own I was doing chaotic shenanigans I was reading out fighting fantasy game book while and kind of talking about how bad it is in certain ways. Look, fighting fantasy is really good for its time, but I'm just saying that there are certain problems with it with the hindsight of 20-whatever-years it's been. I think 25 years. (laughs)
0: Exactly. Well, it's the same with everything, isn't it? Yeah,
1: look, I I can't help but be critical sometimes, and I hope that people understand that. Like, I could review something that I absolutely adore, but I'm still going to criticise some parts of it. Because I believe yeah. that games can be better, that we could all work together to make better things. That we need to think about the effects that games have on the humans around us, that the ec- ecological effects of a game. Do you know what I mean? But in I terms know, of
0: in terms of in terms of like the kind of the the channel, are you are you aiming towards? Because one of the things that you know, as as we said at the beginning. There's always the chance that when you're doing something as a hobby there's the monetization side of things and I notice that you're not not really chasing the affiliates or people getting you bits and stuff like that Is that that a conscious decision not to kind of make people feel obligated?
1: Once you have an average of three viewers per stream and once you have streamed for a certain number of hours and have 50 followers, all of which I have Way more than done. You are allowed to become mm. affiliate, and I was all excited to become affiliate. And honestly, the reason why I was excited by this wasn't because of the money. I know, like the reason I was excited was because of the emoticons. Because then you get to do your own little emoticons, and then people who yeah. pay the channel points, which you get for just being in the chat, they can have these or they can have these little emoticons, and then it's like hey, here's a little cool thing. But then I noticed, firstly, I was told by one of my regular viewers that they preferred non-affiliate channels because sometimes when you start watching someone, it'll have an advert before you get to watch them. And if someone jumps into my channel, I want them to be into the conversation as quickly as possible. I don't want them to have to go through this 30-second advert before they get to me. And that's not something you can turn off if you go affiliate. Which seems wrong. And also, um, the other thing with Twitch affiliates is that then you're not allowed to multi stream. So I wouldn't. I know 90% of the people that watch are on Twitch. And that's where I would say 95% of the conversation happens. And I would love everyone to just move over there, but the truth is that some people don't feel comfortable there for whatever reason. Some people see me on Facebook, and it still brightens up their day, which is lovely. And I want to be able to continue streaming everywhere simultaneously, even if, really, if you want to say hello to everyone in chat, you know, a bit more of that happens in Twitch. And it's yeah speak kind of those two things but there is a sense of as you say if you start chasing subscriptions if you chase these things then you kind of it changes things and i am worried about it changing things look i'm not money adverse i have no, of course taken not. money from people in the last bit and then for writing a couple of songs and then i realized hey wait a minute you know what this took me basically two half days. I should be at, you know, more than earning minimum wage for what is actually a fairly creative and intensive yeah. bit of work. And let's say yeah. rather than just doing... But I don't regret, you know, doing a couple of times for very cheap. But, like, if someone wants to pay me to have a little thing on the side, or if someone wants to pay me to do some sort of sponsored stream, or to write a song about their thing, then I will do that. You know, for the right amount of money, I would make it very clear to everyone: "Hey, this is basically an advert, and it yeah. might be a separate thing." Or, but I, I do, I do worry. Yes, about that sense of do people just yet? Yeah, I, I, worry about it changing things.
0: I think here's here's my thoughts on Twitch. Okay, first of all, the creator. I think gets stiffed on mm. the money. Because like Twitch subs, you just provides. Did you know that? Yeah, Twitch, yeah, Twitch provides, you know, Twitch, I understand Twitch provides a platform, but Twitch is just like a lot of these content platforms, be it Patreon or, you know, and you can say well, Richard, these things ton. take these things take programming and stuff like that. And it's like, well, yeah, I know, but I've been involved in software development development and I know that once the main software's kind of up and running you need a technician to kind of make sure you're managing your bandwidth and stuff mm-hmm. like that but normally it just kind of runs along itself Some, you know somebody told me it's like well yeah i you know if you do want to give me money then that's fine you know drop us a subscription mm-hmm. but it actually you're probably better actually just paypaling me you know, kind of three or four pounds a month instead because I know (laughs) because I make more money than rather you hitting a kind of a full five pound subscription because Twitch kind of gets half of that. I'm concerned with Twitch. That's my concern about Twitch is that, that the whole reward system seems to be based around, yes, it's based around people watching, but it also seems to be very kind of monetized. It's all about people spending money that seems to benefit Twitch itself. And that's my concern is that, you know, you, it's, you, it's built almost people kind are of targeted like a to kind Ops-y of...
1: Thing.
0: Yeah, kind of like, you know, reward reward somebody you're watching by giving them bits, which, you know, obviously you pay money for. You know, throw a subscription at somebody which you pay money for and you know at the end of it that they're not getting the full whack of cash and instead like, what's happening is that they're so not getting they're the full thing. If someone
1: is wanting to give money to someone on Twitch, at least with bits, apparently they get 70%. And well, that's, also the I other mean, thing is, if you've okay. got an Amazon Prime, I mean, we can get, yeah, if you've got an Amazon Prime subscription, you can buy subscription. You can
0: on get Twitch. it, yeah. And you so do that get, means you do get a free subscription.
1: The person that you subscribe to gets a bit of money, but it doesn't cost you anything more. So if you've got Amazon Prime oh, and you aren't doing that, then yeah, do that.
0: Yeah, I mean yeah, that's a good that's a good show. If you've got Prime and you've not subscribed to a Twitch channel, then just go on and do it and you you don't actually need to do anything except press a button to confirm that you're going to be you know, you get almost like you're not paying any money. Um mm. you're basically throwing somebody a subscription and it's not coming out, which is kind of which is kind of pretty cool and pretty nice and pretty pretty kind of good. Um was the Twitch channel and the and interview stuff and the daily positivity for you was that a way to vent your kind of energy and creativity? Because I think one thing that's happened it's across the pandemic is it's mental health is really 100%. a lot of people's mental health has taken a huge
1: if hit. I you know? was not streaming on Twitch. I would feel a bleep ton worse than I currently do. And Mm. um, sorry for all the bleeping, Um, (laughs) but uh, you're all right. Thank you. (laughs) It's a weird thing to apologise for, but look, I sometimes I think every couple of months at least I try to take a step back. I try to dedicate an episode to just talking about the stream itself because I think it's important to be introspective, certainly when okay, I've taken five days off over the past year and a bit, but I've been doing it over a year now. Every day with five days off, what I decided is when I get to episode 400, I'm going to stop my day, my morning streams for about three weeks, and then I might come yeah. back to them and then see how I get on. But right now, I'm like, okay, I'll shorten them. But Look, it's addictive. It is addictive to stream. That's a thing that people need to say more because when you are everyone wants to be loved everyone wants attention to some degree myself possibly more than others you've seen me at a convention you, pro- you know that hungry look in my eyes when it's oh won't people some yeah come up and play my game
0: no I, i've been i've done musical theater i i remember at the end of you know when i did godspell and i played kind of Jesus and at the end of it and you're like the lead of the show and you come out and people are kind of like standing up or there's big huge amounts of applause and
1: and you just want to keep that applause going like for as long as possible and you right? just want to
0: keep it going you know I, I told and for that minute you think I totally understand why you get all these kind of rock stars and celebrities end up checking in for addiction Issues because they're obviously still trying to chase that kind of absolute adulation that they feel when they're standing up in front of a. I could totally, no, I totally see in the terms of the live, the live it stream is. is that you are basically saying I need you know I'd like a bit of interaction, which is as we, as we said earlier can for some people can be incredibly difficult for them to achieve considering the current circumstances, mm-hmm. and that uh, it's a lovely way to have a conversation and you can get. You can build up a little community and there's people that come along every day and you become part 100%. of their day. And, and they then, become part of your day. While I was in thing. Glasgow,
1: a few, I think um, last month, there was a point where I got super addicted to it. What I learned about this online game, right, called Words on Stream. This is a game yeah. that you kind of play with people in your Twitch channel and it's really cleverly programmed so anything that they type. So you show your web page where words on stream is happening, other people type in words, and anything that's actually an anagram for the letters that are being rotated around the screen gets registered, if you know what I mean. And so everyone in chat is like, okay, great, we're hunting for words together. It's fun. It's kind of cooperative because you're, you know, seeing can we together get to the next level, but it's also competitive because you've got, you know, little personal leaderboards just for that game. And as the streamer, you can say, well done, Alex, well done, say it's well done, whoever. And it's like, but then when I started doing that, that's where it went really downhill. And because I'd started, instead of doing one hour, which is what I started doing at the start, thinking, okay, it's like a TV show. It's got to be one hour. By the end of the act hour, I'm going to finish up. Then it became, hey, you know what? Lots of these conversations are two hours. And I'm totally okay with that. When it's an interesting person like Martin Wallace, yes, I want them to be talking as long as they will be yeah. giving me time. Um, or Paul Grogan, for goodness sake. and but, Or Maisie or whatever. But when it's, yeah, it got to the point where I was having like a two-hour discussion with someone, and then afterwards it was mm. like, hey... Now, let's carry on streaming. Let's play some words on stream. Let's do an after party yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. And no, then, get because that, yeah. some people are just excited by words on stream, some new people will come in. And when you've got like 12, 15, 20 people watching you, it gives you an immense rush. And that's, you know, not even that many people. You know, there's some Twitch streamers, obviously. There's a French board gaming thing who has a thousand, and some people do get into the hundreds. And I can't, and I got that once in the, um, yeah on new year's day when i said hey you're trying to do a thing to cover new year's everywhere but you're not actually covering new year's everywhere what's if i started streaming early and that day i started streaming at 8 a.m so that a bunch of people would what they call raid into me where on twitch some people from one yeah, channel yeah. send them over to you and then i had like I think it was like 70 people all at once. And I was singing songs, singing old Lang Syne at, on every hour, kind of playing <laughs> the keyboard and, you know, entertaining them with chats about board games. And that what it's such a bleeping rush like that, you know, it's a validation. And now it's like, you know what? Next week, maybe I am addicted because I am going to start streaming 12 times a week. Um, next week, which yeah. is just ridiculous so not only my morning streams not only the 8pm on Tuesday but also I've decided, okay, Tuesday, Thursday Friday, Saturday until lockdown properly stops and I'm able to just go gallivanting around with friends again or go back to the Monday play, Friday playtests I'm going to yeah, have a one hour stream where I play games from 4pm till 5pm, ideally with someone else who joins me, but we'll see what happens and ideally half an hour bits of chats and you talk about positivity and yes there's positivity I try each morning to start off with recent highlights and in a brilliant thing and at the end it's kind of like things you're looking forward to sometimes it's evolved into things we're getting done but at the same time I do get quite negative sometimes maybe that's my personality but when there's a game I love I'm still going to be negative about it. And the reason that I do it, yes, it's for my sanity because I want people to... I need that interaction. Secondly, it's for the learning, like some amazing people that I learn from. And yeah, yeah, those are the main reasons, if I'm being honest. Yeah, it's kind of advertising, but I don't think it's the (laughs) most efficient way of advertising.
0: So... What are games? Is there any game recently that you have managed to play at all? Yes. That has left you in a positive light?
1: Oh, I mean, every game that I play pretty much leaves me feeling a wee bit better is the truth. Because games Hmm. are... You say, what are games? Um, My current definition for a game is a set of rules that you consciously agree to And you're allowed to kind of get stop them if you want at any point. And yeah, that's literally it. That's my definition. So there doesn't need to be a measure of success. It might be, hey, I'm going to jump up and try and touch the leaf on my next jump. Once you've defined the rules, to me, that makes it into a game. But yeah, talking more practically in terms of board games. Yeah, I love board games i love the interaction between people i love the talking about it with the person across the table i managed to play keyforge um with a friend we got together and hopefully tomorrow we might get together again and yeah i even when it's video games frankly dara sent dara escapism there are a connection to people dara way a new way of seeing the world are a sense of purpose sometimes when your life doesn't have any. Yeah, games are a, lots of things from a more philosophical point <laughs> of view. Not sure what you were trying to ask. So you've been,
0: are you been playing, but you've been playing KeyForge. Is that the most recent one you played?
1: Oh yeah. Um, I've not played a lot of KeyForge. I honestly hasn't played it for. Yeah, I I played a few games when it first came out. When I went to Bastion, yeah, I what I had was part of like a friendly tournament One, some person bought a bunch of boosters and or a bunch of decks I should say everyone bought one of the wee decks and then we all played each other like eight times and there was a Swiss pairing but it wasn't really about who's the best it was about hey let's play this game and enjoy it together and because we're all wanting to play we know that we'll get like a good five, eight games out of it and then it was only recently yeah. that I bought a starter deck and it was but I think having those tokens, I know you don't need them, but it makes the game nicer to play and
0: uh yeah. it's easier. Yeah. You agree? I like see I like I like Keyforge. I liked what I played of it. I thought that um what was packaged up in the game was potentially the worst way. To try and get somebody playing your brand new IP. Because my the issue with Key Four, I think I
1: mean the physical as packaging in, or do you mean yeah, like the, the, randomization la- l- the randomization of decks?
0: The randomization of decks was fine. It was missing the rule book. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I just I never understand that. I have never understood. I've never, you know, as somebody who reviews or not necessarily reviews, but somebody who definitely plays Kickstarter you games, games. Um a lot of those rule books come to me in a digital format, and mm. um, it is the it is the most it I it doesn't work in my brain all the time. I like the tactileness of having a rule book to go through, and so I felt the key force missing you out want on them that. Them
1: to have printed it out and include it in the box,
0: Well, even a basic one. Yeah,
1: it kind it allows mm-hmm.
0: you to kind of. You're sitting and you're learning to play a game, and it's just like I've finished this section, and it's just something petty with me, I guess. But I thought I'd never understood why Keyforge didn't come with the actual rulebook to say this is how you play the game, because I ended up there but wasn't. If you any, want that rulebook, you,
1: you buy the starter pack,
0: and yeah, but the the starter pack, the starter back pack didn't include all of the rules. It only included the base set, and if you wanted the full rules, you needed to go online.
1: Mm, i see what you're saying like the the starter pack is like the quick start rules which is like two sides of a big page but then you need to go yeah there was um yeah like during our first game there was the question of it never happened but okay we're four cards away from the end of the deck what happens if we are out? and i wasn't sure exactly um my friend Layla, she kind of said well maybe you shuffle up the discard and that's it and
0: yeah or there was putting the marker tokens on the cards if you had used a certain power and then you had to wait rounds for those marker tokens to use and it was like i needed to ask a friend who had actually gone ahead and they downloaded it and the place where we were in in at the time the signal was okay but it wasn't (laughs) fantastic so it was and as you know try to read a rule book on a phone is just a difficult i mean generally if i'm reading a rule book don't want to have um, to then I usually have a laptop kind of in front of me because my eyes aren't brilliant um, which means I usually have like an a-, a laptop kind of open with a big screen and I'll set the game up and I can kind of look at the big screen so that's was that that kind of ended up leaving a little bit of a i don't know because Keyforge kind of ended up kind of disappearing but that kind of introduction kind of left hard. it on the shelf for me a little bit but i do i, it's I, I really I
1: think well. I would. Be it, I do. I
0: yeah. I'd be curious to find out if it kind of, if it kind of is. Because I mean, I they're mean, still it's bringing a game.
1: out new sets, so it must continue to sell well. I mean, if you're a company like Fantasy Flights you're not going to keep bringing out new <laughs> sets unless there's a certain critical mass.
0: Yeah, I think Fantasy Flight is in this strange situation where it's got, um, it's kind of got the, it's kind of got the venture capitalists kind mm-hmm. of. The money men kind of driving like, it, so you know, so if something isn't making them mega bucks straight away. Hmm. Yeah, if like it, if it's not making money for thing. them immediately, yeah, they kind of like say, well, we're not gonna, we're not gonna kind of entertain kind of <laughs> playing that anymore. I mean, myself, I've been playing, I've been playing a couple of, well, I've been playing a couple of games. Um, um, one of them was I've been working my way through the kind of the behemoth. Which is the Wildlands Ancient Expansion? Which is just Wildlands itself is one of my is one of my favourite games. I love the base game. I wrote a huge review on it. I posted multiple pictures on Instagram. It's one of those. you know you? It's all about yes, I got the game, but sometimes the game actually gets you and what you want as a player. And Wildlands for me, the first time I played it, I was just like, this is just. This is so my bag, and
1: Wildlands is all about.
0: Wildlands is basically it is a. It's almost like it's my first skirmish game. It's a Martin Wallace game, surprisingly enough. And your idea is you are playing your own little team of little figures, your little team, and you are trying to either capture a certain number of gems on a map, or you're trying to knock out your opponents. And it's completely card driven. So if you want to move a, if you want to move a character, you, you play a card. If you want to attack somebody, you play a card. If you want to collect a crystal, you you collect two cards. You your um your team has kind of got almost like kind of varying powers um and. It just it just clicked, it just worked for me. I played it as two player, it just was fantastic. Wildland and then there was the Adventurer Party and the the kind of the the undead kind of army and they added kind of additional factions and there's been a couple of map packs which have added on kind of um additional kind of rules um um and and little kind of um effects that happen on the board. Wildland Ancients is introducing these kind of the set of kind of like ancient characters who all have kind of like different skills but it's introduced like a co-op game and like a solo mode oh, and please. an ability to play as addition different factions and there's so it's kind of like um it's almost like somebody met in a room with Martin Wallace and said what is it you think is missing out of Wildlands if you could go back and redesign the game or Put in the bits that you feel are missing What bits is it What bits is it that you would add And he's they've, they've obviously allowed him To go ahead and design these kind of Extra so it includes you can bring in An extra faction but your Ancients would for be instance curious they
1: work to know um, Who did what because it's sometimes Impossible to tell I don't know If Martin Wallace Would be the person to do I can this, check. Or... Do you know
0: what? I am. He's, he's done um,
1: it. You know, like with Tinner's Trail, I think. Um, you know, like there's a lots of new stuff with the new Alley Cats games one. That's, I think David yeah. Digby did a solo mode. I'm fairly sure. Sometimes they
0: David bring it. in. Sometimes they bring in. Sometimes they bring in Turtsey to do it. Or Nick, Turtsey and Nick Shaw. It's really funny how, you know, I've known. Every time I see there's name, It's a double act that do solo modes, mm-hmm. is my joke about David Turtsy and Nick Shaw. Is there oh, like so the solo mode the double Wildlands act? You're going to bring them in? I'll check. I'll check it. I've actually got... This is it. This is going to be great podcasting, people. It's going to be... And Richard makes his way so Richard is across go, the room. Richard is reaching over to I've find so you know a though, box of Wildlands I'm not, and not trying Richard, to find the box. I'm just getting...
1: Richard's people. eyes dart from side to side. Richard picks up the box lid with a triumphant. I'm back,
0: my <laughs> triumphant return. <laughs> i just try to see the glasses. This is like to see when you get old and you're 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 kind of your eyes just go and you're just like this is actually ridiculous. Oh, okay. Why can't I see what's going on? It's so bad. It does say Martin Wallace on it. I'm just double. I'm absolutely a hundred percent. Oh no no no! no I'm, yeah, I'm not the wildlands. That Martin the Wallace would
1: be on the front like very bold oh, no bots. no
0: no 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 it's whether or not he was involved in the development because I know what you mean because there's been things on Twitter about people complaining about people putting the naming the publisher as the designer and stuff like that now so it does say it's Martin Wallace so,
1: you mean odds are back so the rules? Got, I mean so you've got I've got the rules it does Game say
0: Game in the rules Game. no I've got the rules here I've got the right in front mm. of me so the game development, Anthony Haugego hmm. and Philippe Falk Hartelius. And I'm apologize to both Philippe and Anthony because it's literally written on the back of the book in about size two font. So that's not so that's not good. You really need to have this stuff in a much bigger kind of font to let people know who's developing your game. But anyway. And who did the um, co
1: op and who did the solo? Like, we can't tell from that. We need and that's to the know. Thing we about need
0: to, We demand these things, don't we?
1: But that's the thing. Like, also, paper is expensive. That's the reason why you don't get Keyforge with the full, I don't know what it is, like 16 page rule book in the box. Even though I kind of agree that, yes, there should be a version with that in the box. Um
0: well there should be something that you could you could. I know I'm just being I'm just being you know a grumpy like, old man I would I as would as would love usual. every
1: game to have and I chatted to Kenneth Shugwu like, from Nigeria about this like I would love every game to say properly this is what this person did this is what this person did this is what this mm. person did and be clear about that not just hey some development by this person be like Yeah, this person contributes to this specific idea. Like for Kitty Cataclysm, I mentioned that there's two people whose names I sadly didn't take down. (laughs) Who, I mean, it's not very good for them, but you know, kind of telling people about the process, about like telling people that how committed I was to having different backs on the cards. I'm not saying everyone who plays the game is going to read that. Extra credit section I don't believe that 10% of people will But maybe for that 5% That do, I think they're going to get Such value out of it well, It's
0: just to help, them, it's just to educate people About who's involved in the game and how it's they're Involved like, in the game and how and these frankly, games get yeah, developed because... Rob
1: Harris, great job Rob Harris for setting up Playtest UK Shout out to you Yeah, And yeah. you know saying yes Xate um, made a fundamental Change to Fable Yes, it kind of came out because, say, it misunderstood the rules accidentally, but still, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, alphab- alphabetical, Mike, Mick Wood made a fundamental change, did some proofreading for me and said, Bez, I like this game, but I've decided that I would like it even better if the rules were like that. <laughs> and I tried it a few times. I wasn't quite sure, but then I was like, you know what? You're absolutely right. It's, it's definitely- so
0: credit credit your people
1: Mm-mm. Is and what we're trying to say I mean like that's funny Mick Wood developer or Mick Wood additional ideas It's Mick Wood did this specific thing Do you know what I mean?
0: Did this thing Because then further down the line If you don't have those people in your credits If you don't mention those people Then you're doing them a disservice If then they mm-hmm. come out and say You know they come out and say Well I've developed this game and it's like, oh, this is a new design It's like, no, I'm not, I've been sitting in the background I'm like a backing singer You see them all the time on The Voice You know, <laughs> they used to say, well, I was a backing singer Who did you backing sing? Well, I was backing sung with I was with Beyond, I, back, I did the backing singing for Beyonce Kind of thing, oh, you did And it turns out they're absolutely fantastic They've just not been out in the in the in the kind of the front But that doesn't detract from the fact that Wildland Ancients And I'm going to be doing Oh yeah, sure There's going to be um, I don't Videos like, and potentially written stuff and things like that I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write a take on it I haven't
1: played it myself Unfortunately but hearing How yeah. much you love it I am going to specifically You know If I get into a situation Where maybe in the mm-hmm. next few months I am able To borrow it from somewhere To um, go to a, Maybe even a games cafe or something Like that in the not too distant future yeah. Maybe I will, you know, go there, try and find someone who's similarly inclined and give it a go. Because car-driven skirmish, that sounds like good fun to me.
0: Yeah, it's good fun. It's kind of good fun. It's kind of good fun. Um, yeah, so we've been doing that. i still been trying to get kind of like games played, which is incredibly, which is kind of incredibly, incredibly difficult. Um, in terms of your drive for games kind of going forward... I mean you mentioned doing kind of like smaller <laughs> Kind of print on demand Are you moving away from The kind of the Chasing your next game I mean oh so here's the question You've got a successful game You've got a successful game that I can walk into a high street In my town where I live And your game Is actually sitting on the shelf In a major high street retailer
1: I want to say two things Firstly um Yeah as I said right at the start, yes, I am very, very fortunate from a um economical point of view. I essentially have this safety net that it is ping this thing. And yes, I've done a lot of other stuff in the past um year. I've got some money from a few different companies for consultation, for making games that yeah, the game for King's College London sadly was never displayed. But hey ho, I still got paid because King's College London was good like that. They still pay you. But um, and I did a wee bit. And get a job of them. Oh, anyway, the point is that, unfortunately, have but emotionally, you know, I can see wow it sold. Um, 50,000 copies in the past X amount of time. And that is amazing. Yeah. That kind of sometimes boggles my mind, but sometimes it doesn't feel real. Do you know what I mean? And then on board game trading and chat, um, UK, Biktok, um. so on Bigtacock, someone was recently saying, hey, I've, I'm starting a thing for um, schools and do people have recommendations and I have this thing where if you are doing social good with games, I will do you a massive discount. Basically, I will give you yeah. stuff at the cheapest possible price I can afford to do it. And yeah. it cause I like people. and then the person says, Oh, this is brilliant. I will definitely get some yogi off you when things come back. And they sent me a picture of her. We child um, playing yogi and it was like just that made it more meaningful do you know what i mean knowing for sure no, that no. people are still enjoying it like when i go yeah. into a shop there's a vague sense okay presumably people are enjoying it i mean i assume hopefully that's what's helping it spread that people are having fun and telling other people to buy it but you never know for sure do you know what i mean it's like i I'm kind of past the point, slightly, of that seed of doubt in my mind. I'm like, yeah, it is actually a good game. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? I (laughs) It is a good game. Thank you. But, um, yeah,
0: no, it is. No, it is a good game. It's genuinely. It's different.
1: And that's the thing. Like, emotionally, my major satisfaction is when I'm at a convention and then I see people playing that thing. Emotionally, it's when I see someone in another and this has only happened with Yogi, but when I see someone in another language reviewing it, and I didn't even ask them to, and they just decided to review it because they love it that much, it's when, you know, even with my own self-published games, it's when I send it to someone, and then they review it, and sometimes they don't like it, which is fair, but sometimes they do, and that feels brilliant. They got on exactly with it, they understood what it was all about, and... You know, seeing that it's resonating, because what I've realized over the past year, Richard, because I had some major realizations. Firstly, I realized that we can be hopeful, even if we don't expect very much. We have to keep that hope alive in our hearts. That's my first major realization. And that was taught to me by Xate. I just want to give lots of shouts out to Xate. But um, regular yeah. used to be regular on my stream and then I helped Xate get a job at Board Game Marina, and now Xate is doing community management and doesn't have time to watch my stream, which is great because now they've got <laughs> a job which they were struggling with not having a job. Yeah. But anyway, that's all public confirmation. I don't think they'll mind me saying that. But anyway, second thing is to be free with love, if you know what I mean. I'm not saying, oh, we need to go off and shag everybody. What I'm saying is like, if you love someone express that love like remind people that you love them if you don't be like yes. oh should i say that i love you or should i not if you're wondering that you probably love that person just say it say i appreciate you if you appreciate something about someone even if you don't like love them if you're like you know what that looks uh, that top looks great kind of be free with your compliments be free with thank you for doing that be free with i appreciate yeah. you being here for me be free with yeah, yeah. i love you and I've really enjoyed being in your presence. Thank you so much. And ultimately, you know, what it comes down to is that it's all about the humans. I know this is kind of cliche when people say, oh yeah, board games don't really matter and humans matter. But board games matter because we imbue them with meanings. Do you know what I mean? And that's the thing. When I said earlier on that board game or games in general are a set of rules that you consciously agree to, when you agree to them, when you step within that magic circle, you've decided that this thing has meaning. And for that moment, that's what you congregate about. But yes, it could be, you know, reading, it could be dancing, it could be all sorts of things. And the people do matter. But, you know, I've decided that board games are my passion. And I, well, I don't know if I've decided, but, you know, I'm very happy with that. Um, sorry, you were asking me about my games. i have kind of rambled off on a.
0: That's fine. Standards. That's that's perfectly. That's perfectly. Um, fine. Do you fine, want me to always. talk so about? i never ask you questions. I'd never ask you questions to get a direct answer. <laughs> <laughs> I do ask want... questions to Should get like a answer. Should I try and rush through answer. what
1: my future holds before we wrap up, or? Not
0: yes, let's. End. Yes, no, no, do that.
1: Okay, so basically, right now, I'm in a situation where I've decided. Oh, this sounds bad, but I am kind of fed up of a lot of things. This is the truth. Um, I am kind of fed up of logistics. I am sorry to make this political. I am fed up of the prospect of having to deal with, um, yeah, customs forms and things. That That's the reason why I printed in Europe originally, to not have to deal with that. And right now, the truth is, if this was the world right now that existed um six years ago, I probably would never have done the Kickstarter for in a bind, which is kind of sad, but a mixture of to be honest, brexit and um me wanting to move away to Thailand and also me having been at this for a bunch of years, and whilst I've sold um you know, since bind and Dinebind Jr., which was quite easy to sell, I've sold three, 4,000 of DL Deck and 1,000 of Kitty Cataclysm. So that's, you know, not too yeah. bad. That's 5,000 games. But it's not enough to generate a living off. It's very much in hobby game, not as in I'm doing this for a hobby. It's very much in that this is paying me to go to the conventions and nothing else really it's kind of i would love i would love the LDEC to be in a situation in five years time where it's going into all these schools where it's selling a hundred thousand copies every year where and i believe that i could move towards that and i've been chatting to Um, a publisher that I don't want to name who you will definitely know um, who I've chatted to them or a friend of the show and um, you know getting some outside experience to say hey if I make the game can you sell it on to Europe and so I'll be more than a designer but they will be slightly less than a regular publisher that's one opportunity that I can have because I need to start actually dealing with Fulfillment companies I can't just be here um, Putting 300 things yeah, into stuff, an envelope
0: Stuffing envelopes, yeah Stuffing envelopes it, and taking honestly, them down the Honestly, about office, 150
1: right? is fine Beyond 150 you just get fed up Like the first Yeah, um,
0: <laughs> yeah I think The first, like, 100, 160, first 163 No problem <laughs> at all like, Number one hundred and sixty-four. <laughs> I'm rocking in the corner, <laughs> crying and questioning my life choices. And is, then you drag them all over to, to
1: the post office and in London. You don't have yeah, a card. then you car to be... to to over there and, and you need to walk them all over in yeah big wow. bustly bags and make a bunch of trips. It's oh, I like. Off, I'm going to send out categorical. I've done the Kickstarter, it is late, I'm going to get it out as soon as I can. After this, this is going to be the last time that I send out things and I'm illustrating every envelope. I have loved doing this, I've loved drawing all the self-portraits and the cat drawings on the envelopes, but that's it. I need to do it the more normal way of, yeah, basically getting other people. My um, My ultimate hope, honestly, would be to get someone who is able to come and join me as a partner, who is able to say, you know what, Bez? I am happy to take care of logistics. I'm happy to do the marketing for you. I'm um, Yeah, you'll still be involved. And, you know, I just, I am loving the creativity parts. I'm loving the designing of the games. I want to keep doing that forever, no matter what, because I absolutely adore it. But actually going through that logistics, that's just a nightmare. And I need someone who's a bit more of a managing type, someone who's a bit more of a, okay, I'm going to be organized, someone who's actually going to put in the passion, similar to me, where they come back after, you know, we can say, hey, Bess, I've got this idea for something cool that you could do at the next convention, or hey, yeah. Bess, I've thought of a new kind of wee minigame that you could put on Twitter, or, hey, how about this new... This is a way that we can get it into John Lewis or some other big store. Kind of someone who's yeah helping me be active with this stuff, and not just me telling them what to do, but them actually... Ultimately, my ideal situation, if I could wave a wand, would be that I was like the Mark Rosewater of the hell deck so like i'm the head designer i run yeah. the competition i you know do development i keep tabs on everything from a rules point of view but then other people do stuff and part of that is i have been hiring other people to help me and i'm actually going to be chatting to my friend tomorrow to say hey would you be up for helping me with marketing but that's not uh the best way ultimately maybe i do need to i think write a job description be a bit more proactive about it say this is exactly what i'm looking for and would you be up for doing this okay would someone be up for doing this um like start off 10 pounds an hour and then we'll build if it works out maybe we work out okay there's some sort of percentage profit share but then that's also the thing like i don't know how what my route to profitability is going to be like exactly and that's where yeah. frankly probably richard i'm not a good business person that's the truth <laughs> and i need someone to come in i no, like.
0: i know that it. i know that no i don't know i what I, I think where you're coming from is that at some point you need a boring person Who's pretty good <laughs> with Excel spreadsheets? No, no, someday I
1: don't that, want Somebody that makes,
0: somebody that makes, somebody that makes, somebody that makes. Make, they come into the office and they've already come in with. A jar of coffee because when they left <laughs> last night, they noticed that the, the the coffee was running low. So they don't like, want I can anybody do that kind of stuff of I can be good
1: with the house. I'm always i good at keeping the toilet paper going. I'll have you know. I'm it. sure. I'm sure. I'm sure.
0: <laughs> I have no no doubt. <laughs> no, about
1: but that. they don't need to be boring. But, but I kind of yes, someone who's rigorous, who's actually on top of stuff, <laughs> who's um, yes, yeah,
0: who keeps a diary. That kind of thing. But no, you sometimes I think it's very difficult to kind of like maintain your brand and what you're known for when you get to a certain size and you're naturally saying, well, actually I still, I need to expand here, but I need to, I need to do this on a much bigger level mm-hmm. and upscale it, but I still need to maintain what people really, really
1: and fell in love with in the first And part of me is thinking like place. the busy budget bags where yeah, that's a way for me to say, you know what, I'm not going into Kickstarter with lots of stress. It's literally, if 50 yeah. people want this, that's enough, that's fine. And it'll be yeah. like six quid or seven quid, something like that. And then if you're yeah. in the UK, it'll be minimal postage. It'll be like one quid. It's If you're within the UK, you'll get the game for maybe eight quid. And if you're in the USA, maybe it'll be, I don't know, 15 quid, because, you know. But that'll be a case yeah. of me um getting stuff together and just really wanting it to exist but when it comes to something like the Ldeck or a reprint of Kitty cataclysm if I'm if I am to reprint Kitty cataclysm which I would like to do because there's definitely small tweaks that I would like to make to it to improve it but if I am to redo it I <sighs> I need that to be profitable i need it to be managed in a proper way because i know it's not you know the amounts of some kickstarters but it's still thousands of pounds and i need to be a bit more serious and more formal and more proper good at managing all this money
0: yeah no no that makes no that makes total sense that's like, about i'm yeah.
1: almost thinking of with the LDEC. If someone could come on and just, and I say, you know what, let's just cordon off this stuff, and this is called Stuff by Everyone, because that's what the L deck was always meant to be. Like, that's why, yeah. um, you know, version two on the back, it does say Stuff by Everyone. And on categorical, I wasn't sure whether to call it Stuff by Tom Cauldron or Stuff by Tom and Bez <laughs> or Stuff by Bez and Tom or Stuff by Everyone. Maybe that's it. And it's like, it's. This is the brand for the LDEC, so you kind of know it's still got that stuff by Bez if some if that means anything to anyone. But then yeah. the LDEC, I want that to be the brand. I want it to be like LDEC, boom. And people are like, okay. I might buy Categorical, which is a graffiti inspired one, or couple, which and I'm getting my old Atkinson um, to do a sort of nature-themed things where all the letters look like trees,
0: and it's. I've seen I've seen some of that on Facebook, and it looks absolutely stunning.
1: Oh, thank you. I mean, I, I not that I was the one to draw it, but I should say I'm glad to hear you agree, because yeah, Miles has yeah. done a great job, and obviously for the final thing, the thing that matters most is the front cover, and I'm at the point where I'm thinking, okay, for categorical like in a way that's meant to be me but should i paint the front cover and or should i get someone else to do it is there someone else who could do it better um and i don't know it's like i want to get people i want to make the best things that i can but there's always constraints and if someone could join me on this journey that would be much appreciated this is a public shout out and a cry for help
0: there you go. <laughs> Just a public shout. Out. And it's also yeah, it's a major cry for help. <laughs> um, if people have listened along tonight and oh. they've kind of felt this is kinda of like some kind of uh, kind of some <laughs> kind of charity call out where they're like, you know, Bez is looking for somebody to help them with their games. Can you help Bez? Text <laughs>
1: Text would I love can.
0: That? To 87265.
1: No, my we'll, email is stuffbybez you know. at gmail.com. So S-t-U-f-s-B-Y-B-E-Z. I was just about to say, <laughs> <you should> interrupt.
0: <laughs> if people uh, wanted to try and find you on the internet, webs. <laughs> Where would they find you on the internet webs if they wanted to come along and work beside you? As long as, as long as you're willing to accept that if you do come along and work with Bez, you will be interrupted <laughs> when they're just about to get to the good bit. Where can we find you on the That's internet webs? That's
1: not entirely true. It's
0: pff, it's recorded. <laughs> People okay, will listen want... and
1: go. All right. <laughs> no, go on. Sorry, you're saying. Let me not
0: No, 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 no. No, no on, you, on you go. You're about to tell everybody where they can find you.
1: Right, well... In your own time. I am <laughs> stuffbybez.com, twitter.com slash stuffbybez, instagram.com slash stuffbybez if you want to watch my streams. I mm-hmm. don't know what day this is coming out, but um, until the start of June, I want to say, I'm doing... Um, streaming every day at 10 a.m uk time and there's other streams going on you'll be able to find that all on stuffbybez.com slash streams which takes you to my google calendar twitch.tv slash stuffbez and that's that youtube.com slash if you want to work with me please email me on stuffbybez at gmail.com yeah and you can
0: do all do all of that yeah do all of that
1: But the most important thing Is to have fun And do something that you think is worth doing And connect to people If I may be so bold
0: Yes, Uh, absolutely That's important And if you want to connect with us Mm. There's a couple of places you can go You can go (laughs) Let's not even go there um, You can find all of our stuff If you go to we're not wizards.com You can find all the stuff about the podcast And that podcast will send you links To everywhere where you can find us If you want to read about stuff that we've been writing And we've been writing about a couple of video games Recently and The most recent one was uh, Rogue Heroes Um which is like an RPG Zelda roguelike game, which is a little bit of good fun. You can go to we not If you um like something on your back and want to look stylish and tasty, then go to sirmeeple.com and search for We're not wizards because we have got the most delicious merchandise available with all Can you lovely, actually eat it? Delicious. No, you don't. I'm just, this is, you know, sausage and sizzle kind of thing. Don't kind of interrupt again. Um, We're on YouTube. Search for We're Not Wizards. We're on Twitter. We're We're Not Wizards. You can find us on all the different places, worn out faces, bright and early for the daily races. Um, And if you do like what you've listened to tonight, then make sure you check. Make sure you stop it Make sure you check check us out on um, All your favourite podcast catchers of choice um, If you are considering Leaving a rating or review um, yeah, Then remember understand. Don't give us, no Because it makes us big headed But at the same time don't give us a 1
1: No oh, that would make them it cry, makes us
0: cry. <laughs> Yeah give me something in the middle Like a 5 Because mm, it's average yeah. And just a little bit A little <laughs> bit average um, but the person who's not being average uh-huh. is the rather wonderful, rather fantastic. Biz. Oh, you're
1: so kind. Thank you very much.
0: Um, there's only two more things to do. First thing is to remember that we're many things. Firstly, um, but we're not wizards. <laughs> Stop yeah, interrupting. we might
1: be. Um, we might be rollers. We might be fallers, <laughs> but we're not. <laughs> we wizards. might be
0: strollers. But we're definitely not wizards. And the second thing is to say goodbye. So say goodbye, Bez. Bye bye. And it's a goodbye from me. Remember, stay safe. Rule six is make something awful. And uh, don't interrupt us. <laughs> <laughs> but until the next time, goodbye. <laughs> say goodbye then. The wizard is never late. (laughs)